Welcome back to I Hear Design, our Interiors and Sources podcast series. My name is Adrienne Thompson, your host, as well as Associate Editor for Interiors and Sources. For those who have been following along with our podcast throughout the year, you know we get a variety of guests who join us for a wide range of topics within the architecture and design community, and today, of course, is going to be no exception. I was recently made aware that Nevada's youngest registered architect has been elected to a board member position within the American Institute of Architects Las Vegas chapter. And when I heard this, I wanted to know more because I feel like it isn't too often we get to hear about the accomplishments of younger architects and designers in the field. And while everyone's goals and priorities might have shifted this year due to the crazy pandemic, we of course always wanna find ways to continue to encourage young people of all backgrounds to pursue careers in the A&D field. So here to join me to share his story and message himself today is the youngest registered architect in Nevada, Joe Miller, who is also a team member at JCJ Architecture's Las Vegas office. Joe, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Adrian. It's good to be here. Great. It's great to have you. So as I just mentioned, I hear you've taken on some big new roles in the architecture field. Can you describe your current positions in the industry and how they've recently expanded? Mm -hmm. So I'm currently in my second year as part of a NCARB committee. And part of that committee is we create item content for the architecture registration exam. And so that's been a great committee to kind of see the ins and outs of the architectural registration process. And then, as you said, uh, starting in January, I'm, I'm being elected to the AIA Las Vegas board. And as part of that, I'm hoping to spend a lot of my time focusing on high school outreach to kind of encouraging younger students to pursue architecture. And then also reaching out to the emerging professionals within our community here and finding ways to get more involved with kind of the younger architects and encourage, um, encourage them to become more involved themselves. And that's something I definitely want to highlight on because I know that's something you're passionate about getting involved with um, younger people as well. So I know you plan on focusing some of your involvement with local schools in Las Vegas. Why is that important to you and what are sort of your plans maybe in 2021 for interacting with youth? Mm -hmm. So that, that goes back to kind of my, my backstory of I was fortunate enough when I was in high school that my high school had a drafting and kind of design program. And as part of that, I had a, a teacher who really kind of reached out and was a good mentor to me and kind of helped me pursue architecture as the career that I'm, you know, I'm now in. So I was very fortunate to have a, a mentor like that and it really kind of helped shape my life. And so I really just want to kind of give back that opportunity to high school students because I think it's a, it's a great time to learn about what you want to do with your life. And I think often architecture is overlooked as a field that is, you know, you have to be great at math or you have to be a, a great artist. But frankly, I think um, with the way things are transitioning nowadays into a more digital world, that it's more about kind of creative, creative problem solving and the ability to use uh, the computer software that we use every day. Yeah, and obviously technology plays a role in how different education is developing. But, you know, just mentioning that you said how your mentor played such an important role in your life, I think that is really important, um, you know, for students of all ages, of course, but especially high school before you make that big stepping stone to college when you're expected to make those big decisions. So it's great you had someone there and that you want to reciprocate the favor for other students today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, it's especially important with uh, 
with architecture school is that you don't have a lot of kind of opportunity to try it out. You kind of have to dive in with both feet with kind of how college is set up. And so it's something that it's, it's even more helpful if you know you want to be an architect when you're in high school. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of all the different organizations that I know you're getting involved in, um, for people who want to start making these stepping stones to architecture and being in the field, just so they learn a little more about it, why do you believe getting involved with organizations like AIA and NCARB is important to the development of young and diverse architects? Mm -hmm. I think it's important because it, it helps kind of, you hold each other accountable. It's, it's fun to be part of a process where you're surrounded by people who are very good at what they do and are, are very, very willing to give back. I think that encourages you to, to do even more and you kind of each support each other. And it's a good, it's a good process to be in because then it, frankly, it makes the community better as we all reach out and do what we can. Of course, collaboration is always key. Um, and I know NCARB recently reported that architecture, well, the number of registered architects went up. I think it was 1.2% this year. So it's good to see despite everything that numbers are growing a bit, but of course, outreach such as what you plan on doing is also a very important part of the process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just because it's impacted everything as a whole, I have to ask, how do you think COVID has or will impact the architecture industry? Has it, you know, specifically put any kind of strain or halt on these processes to become a registered architect or the education process in general? Mm -hmm. well, I guess I'll first start with just saying with, with JCJ here, we, it was pretty amazing how we went from, you know, a firm of seven offices to now, you know, hundred plus as everyone transitions to working from home. I was very impressed with kind of architects here and designers as well and how they were to, able to quickly transition into the, the working from home side. And um, I think it's, it's been pretty successful, even though we all are all looking we're all looking forward to going back to kind of our regular working hours within the office. But of I think that was, um, we, we managed that pretty well. But I for the, um, sorry, go ahead. No, finish your thought, please. I was gonna transition then into the, how this has affected architects um, who are pursuing licensure. I think that has been a little more um, of an impactful kind of occurrence mostly because the, the testing has been shut down for architects who are trying to pass exams and um, stuff like that. And I think NCARB has adapted accordingly. I think they're, they're doing a lot to you know, push off the rolling clock so people have more time for opportunities to take these exams. They're slowly shifting on to an online proctoring service here in the next couple of months as an option for people who cannot get into test centers um, for a variety of reasons. But regardless, I think it's a stressful time for, for everyone, especially if you're trying to, you know, take architecture exams on top of that. And like it had to have had to have derailed a couple people and kind of slowed down this process overall. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's affected pretty much everything. Um, hopefully in 2021 they have more of those digital options available. And, you know, just circling back to youth again, it's it's great that students have been kind of raised in this digital world. So when the architecture industry has made all these changes, they'll be ready to easily adapt into it and you know, able to handle all the different technology aspects that it might include. 
You know, and Joe, I just want to ask you as well, what do you think the industry, the A&D industry can be doing as a whole just to continue to encourage the development of young architects as well as diverse architects? Are there any other thoughts you want to add? Yeah, I'd say, for example, JCJ hosts a monthly meeting where we meet with everyone who's pursuing licensure and we go over questions, concerns, um, they often give advice or talk about how an exam went and kind of the best ways to prepare. So I think um, having small groups like that in a firm is, is really helpful to encourage each other and also to hold them accountable. I think when I was testing, that was, that was huge for me was that accountability. Uh, but as an industry overall, I think the important thing is to encourage people to get licensed as early as possible. My kind of philosophy has always been when you graduate from college, when you're still in that mindset of kind of studying every day, you might as well just keep that going and just transition, transition right into studying for those exams. It typically is a, a point in your life where you're going to be kind of the least busy you will for probably a while because, you know, when you start work, you don't have a lot of responsibilities quite yet. And it's the best opportunity to have that free time to really kind of get through all those exams. So I'd say between those, I, I think the industry is doing pretty well at the encouragement, but it's, it's always good to see them kind of going above and beyond. And of course, you're a perfect example of don't procrastinate on taking these exams because you are the youngest registered architect in Nevada. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it quickly. And yeah, just wanted to get it out of the way because I don't didn't want that hanging over my head for, you know, five years. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Joe, I just want to thank you. Um, it was great just to get a little insight into your thoughts on architecture in general. Um, you know, we appreciate you getting involved with the young architects out there who might be interested in the field. And hopefully your story just encourages more people out there to pursue the A&D field as there's a lot of possibilities out there. So thank you again for sharing your thoughts. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course, for those listening, thank you as well for joining us for today's episode. You can always hear more design topics on our homepage, and we hope to have you back for another episode of I Hear Design.